I know on a, on a morning um, like this, we come in here uh, in so many different places. Um, Janice and I have had a whole lot of conversations and talk about how, talked about how we've been um, kind of all over the place with, uh, with our emotions. Um, and uh, we have days where we're heartbroken. We have days where we're saddened. We have days where we feel hopeful. Um, and then it sometimes seems like we're right back to, to heartbroken in a lot of things. And so I know when we come in here this morning, um, there's a lot of different places. Um, and Janice will be really excited to know that I shared my emotions this morning. Um, but we find ourselves in a lot of different places. And there's a passage of scripture that I've come back to over and over and over and I want to read for us this morning. Um, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen so that you can see it. Um, it's Psalm 139, which is probably pretty familiar to us. When I read through this passage, um, I think for a lot of us, we get to maybe the middle of the passage beyond, I think it's in 13, where it says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and we celebrate that passage for how God has made us. But I think we totally miss a lot of the message that David is trying to bring to us in this passage where he stops and says, hey, before you understand how he has made you and your identity in him, he's saying God's presence is upon us. God's presence is upon us. And so I want to um, read this for us. Psalm 139, 1 through 12. I invite you to close your eyes. Um, just receive it. Uh, you can read along with me if you want. Um, my, the students on Wednesday night, they get upset with me sometimes because uh, they all have the NIV and I use the NLT, which I kind of like. Um, and so I'm going to read from the NLT if you're following along in your Bible. It says this, O Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm uh, far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Listen to this. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride at the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me, and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me, and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day, darkness and light are the same to you. Verse 7 says, I can never escape from your spirit and I can never go away from your presence. And I just want to share with you this morning, this is good news for us. This is really good news for us. In moments where David felt like God was absent, or where David felt like his only answer was to run, he just responded, God, where can I go from your presence? The presence of God was inescapable. And it's inescapable for us here today as well. His presence is here. I'm confident that the th same thing is true for us. This morning, um, staff, elders, and I, I even believe a lot of our faith family um, are at a place where we feel like uh, there's only one thing that we can do. Um, instead of moving on in the uh, message series, 
um, I think this morning all we need to do is just stop and pray. Um, so throughout this morning, we're going to read some scripture. We're going to have times of prayer um, and times of worship. And I want to kind of bring for you the, the first thought. Um, I believe we need this just to recenter our hearts, recenter our minds um, before we move into what God's got for us. Matthew 6, 9 through 10 says this. I'll put this one on the screen too. And we know this. This is the Lord's Prayer. We've probably uh, memorized it. Um, we've probably said it multiple times. Um, but in Matthew 6, 9 through 10, in the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus gives us this beautiful picture or example of how we're to pray. Before he says the Lord's Prayer, he says, when you pray, pray like this. Not pray this exactly, but pray like this. And he's giving us this outline of what it looks like, almost this progression of our prayer. Um, and so this is how he starts. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I made the hallowed really big because a lot of times maybe it's a word that we don't fully understand, but our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. This word hallowed is to, uh, is to ask God to allow his name and his name alone to be worshiped, praised, exalted, honored, and adored. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name and your name alone, nobody else, your name be glorified in this place. So when we pray this morning, we are praying, hallowed be your name, first and foremost. And then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done. And I don't know if y'all pray this often. Um, the times that I pray this, if I pray this in the morning, a lot of times I might get midway through my day and realize that my attitude then shows, or how I'm living shows my kingdom come, my will be done. And so I pray it and I want it, but then midday it goes right back to where our sin nature tends to take us. And so this morning when we pray, we're praying our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your name and your name alone, we worship and adore you and you alone. And God, your kingdom come and your will be done here in this church and in this faith family. And so that's what we want to pray. I want us to start there. Um, I want us to start there this morning in just that confession. Um, and I want you to consider this. A lot of times, a lot of times when we go to prayer, because his word does say, hey, ask and you will receive. Ask and you will receive. And so we go to him and we ask, hoping that it's in his will. But for the next three to four minutes, I'm going to invite you to just pray this, to just pray honor and glory and adoration to who Jesus is and what he's done. And, and we'll take a couple minutes and I'm going to challenge you, don't ask for anything. Don't ask for anything because we tend to want to go, Jesus, you're amazing. By the way, can you help me? With, but let's just go to him in adoration, confessing, proclaiming that his kingdom come and his will be done. Now, here's what we're going to do on Wednesday nights with our students. A lot of times we do this. We started this where we have a couple of our high school students get together with a couple of our middle school students. They spend some time in prayer. They spend some time in uh, scripture and kind of talking about some things. And so we're gonna, I'm going to invite you to do that this morning. I know it's so uncomfortable. I get it. I know it. But once we've done it a couple, once we do it a couple times, I think it gets easier. And so this morning in times of prayer, um, I want to encourage you, if you have a little group right beside you, um, and you want to get in that group and pray, I would encourage you to do that. If you need to pray alone or with your spouse, I encourage you to do that um, as well. So I just want to free y'all up to, um, to just take things to him.
this morning. I think we all need that. I think we all need that. So this is, this is what we're praying. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let's take three to four minutes and do that this morning. Then we'll continue in worship. So like Troy said, we want this morning to be about worship and prayer. Um, I know a lot of us have questions. A lot of us got pain, a little hurt, a little anger, maybe a little frustration. Um, and in two weeks when everybody's back from fall break, that afternoon we're going to have a session and a time set aside where we'll answer the questions. And we'll talk about where we are and how we got there, and we will also talk about where we are going from here. But for this morning, for this morning, we want to worship God and ask for his help. Because we need help to be transformed by the gospel to live in love like Jesus. In a couple of minutes, I'm going to sit down just like Troy did and ask us to pray. Uh, ask us to spend some time just in prayer. Um, we can try to figure out everything on our own. We can try really hard. We can do our best or we can ask God to lead us. Try to ask him to show us the way and then probably help us to follow that way that might be hard. Uh, it might be a way that we can't imagine. It might be a way that we can't see right now. It might be a way that will look hard or painful, but nevertheless, I think, what we need is to ask for his way. And if we're going to be led by him, we need to pray. Before I got here this morning, I didn't know what Troy was going to say and talk about uh, the first part of the Lord's Prayer, where it goes, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, your will be done and your kingdom come. And I had written that maybe we could pray that prayer like Jesus prayed, the part where he said, um, Your kingdom come, your will be done. So for me, that right there on the screen is a really big deal. Uh, back in January, uh, my therapist asked me to spend a few minutes every day praying the Lord's Prayer out loud. Five minutes, phone set aside, uh, and that seemed pretty simple. So I, next day I sat in my chair and I put my phone to the side and I started praying this prayer and I went like this. I went, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name easy right got it great your kingdom come your will be done and irreverently the next word I said was crap because for me your kingdom come and your will be done means it's not my will and it's not my way and I am not particularly comfortable with that and if the last few months have taught me anything uh, not my will and not my way is really uncomfortable and not fun at all but I think it's probably what I need, and it's probably what we need, and it's probably what our church needs. So in a minute, I'm going to start us out. I'd like for all of you to pray for just a few minutes. Uh, you can circle up. You can talk to Jesus, or you can just simply try to hear Jesus. You can sit in the seat you're in by yourself, and that's fine. You can kneel down. Um, you can move, and you could go to the cross and Whatever you want to do is fine. As Sonny uh, likes to say, make yourself at home in here. 
So let's pray. I'll get started and then we'll have a little bit of time just to pray. Lord, we need you. I need you. Your church needs you. Lord, would you come down here and just show us your way? My voice, my ways have overshadowed your whisper. Our voices have overshadowed your voice. Lord Jesus, could I become someone who wants to go where you lead me more than I want to get my own way? Lord Jesus, could we become a place where what we want is less important than where you lead us? We do not always realize that we need you, but I think right now we do. It's not easy for us to really let your kingdom come and your will be done. I want my will, I want my way, and it's really hard to let go of my will for something bigger than me, so forgive me for that. Jesus, please, if you would. Right now, I ask for some listening and some hearing and some strength to follow what you say. Please, Jesus. May he be able to search all our hearts. That's been something that I've been really praying through a lot for all of us. Lord, how... How do you want to reveal yourself to us at this point? How do we know and how do we, how do we recognize you and trust you in the middle of all this? Because it's hard. It's hard. Hey, let me just say this. If some of you are here for the first time today, you're going, what are you guys talking about? You may be thinking that. You might be online joining us and, and it's just like, oh, what, what are you what all working through? And... So a couple weeks ago, our pastor let our church know that he was resigning, he and uh, Craig and Christy Bowler. And, um, and so we've been working through a lot of things. Uh, a church that goes through this kind of a thing, you know, you, it, just like in other things in life, you, there's, there's a process of grief that you work through. And there's, you know, like, what's going on? How does this work? You know, we're figuring this out. And um, uh, Becky and I were talking Friday. We were sitting on our front porch, little swing, just talking about things. And and back in um, oh gosh, it's it's been a couple of decades ago. Our kids, uh, our daughter and son, were both at the same time uh, just out in the world. It was really kind of uh, one of those things where they were just trying to, you know figure out what was going on but just into a lot of a lot of a lot of things and it was hard over a decade hard I mean it's the kind of the kind of place at night you know when you hear a siren off in the distance and you're sitting there in the house and Becky would say I hope that's not for one of our kids it's that kind of a thing and it's a hard place to be in and it's a hard place in the middle of that to say, Father, we just trust you, even though that's what we do. We do trust. Um, but it was, it was a, in a, at a point when we both really figured out uh, that we were pretty good enablers. <laughs> and, you know, it was like Jesus was just saying, you just need to turn loose. 
And I kind of, I kind of got to the place where it's like, that's really the only thing that we can do is let go and let God have this thing. And really entrust him. And we saw God work. And we saw God move. And it was like, man, I know, I knew I trust him with my salvation. You know, yeah. Your, your kids are the whole nother, that's a whole nother deal, you know, because they've been entrusted to you and you have to do this and trust him that he is God almighty and he's got that. So we find ourselves in this church, in this place where it's really hard. And, um, and now everybody kind of knows what we're talking about. And so, but we, this is hard. This is hard. And how do we, uh, how do we trust God in the middle of all this? How do we trust him to walk, walk us through? One of the things in, in the grief process is you go through a lot of different things. I mean, you know, you're incredibly sad. You know, you're mad. You're, I mean, there's all kind of things. And I think throughout this process, uh, and even way before, I think our elders would say, our staff would say, and all of us, many of us in this room would say, I, I don't know if we really journeyed through this the very best way we could have. You know, there's some, there's some stuff that showed up in our hearts. There's some things that we probably could have worked through in a little bit different way. But we're, like I say all the time, we're in school you know, we're still in school, we're learning, we're figuring this out. I know for me, and I think for a lot of us, one of the things that Jesus is showing us is kind of like in the, in the Bible when he talks about there's this process with, with metal, with precious metal, gold and silver, where you heat that up and you see all this stuff that rises to the surface, all right? What is that word? What, is, what, is, what rises to the surface? Dross. That's right. And so I think in each of us, I don't care how many years you've been walking in Jesus, you know, it's been 52 for me now. And, um, you know, there's things there that I'm going, man, I, I didn't know that was there. I didn't know that was there. I know Jesus is coming back for a spotless bride. I know that's going to be soon. And I know he wants us to be ready. One of the things that he is doing to prepare us for this is he's allowing us in this process to see what he's doing in each one of us. I know he is in me. I raise my hand first, guys. I really do. He is doing this in me, whereas he's allowing to, me to see the impurities. And I know a bunch of us would raise our hands and go, oh, yeah, I see that too. This is rising to the top so that what he can scrape that off and get rid of that. This process, we find that right now here for this, there may be other things that he uses to even bring us more down the road in, in that. But I would just, I, you know, my prayer for us is as we see this process happening for us, that we would allow him to do this work in us in conforming us to the image of Jesus. It's a hard process. It really is. But we know that God the King is trustworthy. He is. And even as hard as this is, uh, he has us in this. God has not finished using this place. He's not. 
Um, one, of the, one of the hard things is I know I've, I've heard a lot of people, when we first started the church, you know, it was like, well, Craig and Sonny have started this church. So let's go to Craig and Sonny's church. Y'all, that's not Craig and Sonny's church. Craig would tell you the same thing. I'm telling you the same thing. This is Jesus' church. It's his church. And this did not catch him by surprise. Let me just say this. For you and I, before the foundations of the world, it says that Christ died for us. He had us in mind before the foundations of the world. This did not catch him by surprise. It didn't. And so the only thing that I know is just to yield, turn my hands, much like Becky and I did in the process with our kids. It's just, it's, it's a yielding to him. Jesus, this is yours. You've got to take this. You've got to take this. And I realize there's been a lot of stuff flying around. And it's hard. It's hurtful. The, the scripture says that they'll know that we're Christians by the love that we have one for the other. Right? One for the other. And I, I want to call us to that. Call us to that love and to be able to work through stuff to be able to love one another as he loved us. That is a, that's, you know, that's what he says. And in his Holy Spirit, in the power of his Holy Spirit, y'all, we can do that. We can do that. I got something I want to read. It's a scripture. Uh, you know, Paul, uh, Paul's talking about a particular scripture. And you know, I got to just say, bless his heart. He started all these churches, right? And it's like every church he started, it was almost like, oh my gosh, the first line in that one. Let me go, like, this another one here. It's just, it's, and it's like every time that there's a church that started, every time that there's something that Jesus is pouring into a body of believers, you know, it's easy. It's easy for those guys, it's easy for us to get sidetracked one way or the other. And it's not God's will. But praise God that he gives us his word that keeps us right where we need to be. Colossians 4, 6 says this. Let your conversations always be full of grace. Seasoned with salt. So that you may know how to answer everyone. There's something I would like to call us to. Um, before we get in our next prayer time and worship time and we've got we've got communion set around the room like we always do I'm going to ask us not to do that just yet because I believe there's some things that we need to get right maybe with one another and it might be that we need to go across the room and talk to one another if listen if there's something for me that you're going I need to have a conversation with you hey I'll put this guitar down and we'll just sit and talk. It's the more important thing. And I would, I would really desire for that. Uh, that he would be glorified in the way that we love one another, in the way that we speak to one another. Maybe things that we write, they would be seasoned with salt in grace. Um. So I'm going to say as we move into this next prayer time here that there may need to be some repenting that happens.
We obviously know that for those that haven't got to know Jesus personally. And if you don't, that's one of the things that we turn from us being God of our own lives. And we turn and allow him to be the Lord, God, and master of our life, the savior of our life. That's what repentance means, right? But sometimes as believers, that's important for us to do as well. And it's hard, but at the end of it, it's good. It's good because he gets honor and glory because of the way his children love one another. And the world sees how we do that. So I just want to invite us into that, into that heart. And it's in this time that we can, remember we were talking about trusting just a couple of moments ago. This is how we learn to trust who God is in his goodness for us. That's how this works. Humble ourselves before him. That's how this works. How do, we, how do we have trust in what's going on? Because we see his faithfulness in it. And he wants to pull us into that. Taste and see that he is good. His ways are good. And when we are obedient to what he calls us to in our relationships together, in our relationships to, towards him and with him, we just see, yeah, you've got this. You have this. And you're walking us through this. Amen. Father, I, I don't know how you're speaking to every person in this room. And I know, I'm sure there's several that are good, good to go. Their hearts are in the right place. They're good. But Lord, there's going to be, there's going to be some of us that, man, we, we really need to be before you, maybe on our face, maybe on our knees, anywhere in this room. But before we take communion, may our hearts be right. Because it's in communion that we do, we take communion in, in honor of you for what you've done. You said, do this in remembrance of me. When we, take, when we take the body that was broken for us, when we drink of the cup of the blood that was shed for our sins, May we have a pure heart when we take that. So, Father, thanks. Thanks for being the Lord of this time right now. I pray you give us courage. pray you give us freedom to be able to do whatever it is you're calling to us to. We need you. May your spirit empower what needs to happen in this place. May we be yielded and open to allow your spirit to direct us. And we praise you, Father, as we just take time now in Jesus' name.